Welcome back to episode 14 of the Rundown Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Justin Rogers, and you can find me on Twitter at RunDFF. And I'm joined, as always, by Jeff Roby. It's Tuesday night here, which means waivers will have run for most of you by the time you're listening. Uh, so we're not going to cover a bunch of that. But tonight, let's talk playoffs. Uh, playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. We, we, we talk about playoffs. We talk about playoffs this week. I'm going to tell you right now, we talk about playoffs. Why is it important to talk about playoffs? Well, because I'm in the playoffs. I'm in the playoffs, and not only am I in the playoffs, but three of my four teams already have buys this week. So fantastic for me. So how are you sitting, Justin? How you sitting? Uh, man, I got a couple leagues I'm ready to roll in. So let's get this going, man. It's that time we're here. We're ready to rake those jelly beans. So let's let's make it, let's take it off of our uh, league mates here. Uh, look, let's get right down to it. Let's cover last week. Let's cover what we saw, uh, and then let's get right back into what we want to what we want to see this week. Uh, I know you got uh, three buys. I'm not sitting on buys. I got the I got to get going with it. So uh, right off the bat, my varsity player he pulled my team right into the playoffs in uh, one of my uh, big jelly bean leagues. Uh, Devontae Parker. Uh, seven for 159 and two touchdowns. You the man. You the man. I love you, brother. I mean, you're really trash most most of the time, but these last five or six games, you the man. So I'll take it. So how about it, Jeff? Who's your varsity player, man? Yeah, I'm gonna give you a little bit on uh, on them because you know I'm not gonna say the team because I promise I wouldn't say them all year. But hey, I give you a little props on that one. Uh, and I, I still wouldn't pick them as mine, even though and I think it's straight up out of uh, spite at this point. So. With that being said, my uh, my my fantasy uh, varsity player of the week, uh, I'm gonna have to had to go with Alshon Jeffrey. Um, hey, welcome back. Yeah, and the best thing about it, you had 16 targets, son. Now you only caught nine of them for 137 and a touchdown, but that's fantastic for me uh, because I needed you and you pulled through for me this weekend, and you are looking fantastic for next week against the Giants. So my varsity player may be. Uh, Two in a row. And I tell you, you know, I don't mind on a bye week. You can go ahead and do fantastic for me all day long. Just keep it going for me in the later two weeks. I hear you. Yeah. Those those last years, like, man, I, I was in one stretch where I had uh, every league that I could get a buy-in. I had a buy-in for like three years straight. It was something silly crazy. And mm-hmm. I still like to see my players go crazy on a bye week. So, uh, oh. man, maybe it'll hold up for you. Jeffrey can keep on rolling. Uh, as far as JV goes, man, I don't know if I could start this guy next week. Tyler Lockett. I mean – Holy cow, he's just disappeared. He was, he was, I think, the number three PPR wide receiver through, you know, nine or ten weeks or whatever. And then it just sick, hurt, whatever it is. He can't get it right. And he let a lot of people down last night. Uh, goes uh, three targets for no catches. Throws up the donut for you. Just nothing for you. And uh, if you were counting on him for just that one catch, that one catch to get into the playoffs, you maybe need one, 1. 1.1 yard or 1.1 points or whatever. He didn't get it for you, and uh, a lot of people were sitting at home for that one because uh, he was one of those guys that people were counting on for that last little, you know, the hammer at the end of the at the end of the week. So Tyler Lockett, you're JV man, you're JV. Yeah, so I mean, we watched a lot of people watched that game last night because it was a good game, right? And it was a great comeback uh, and win by them. But you know, um, and I'm happy with it because that puts my Saints up in the first place. Uh, so you always gotta like that. Uh, but I, I will say this, um, you know, I'm, I'm really. I, I heard yesterday they were talking about him struggling with uh, some flu-like symptoms, and then there was some talk about uh, his leg being an issue. So, you know, I don't know what's – but his playing time didn't go down at all. He still got out there, and, you know, 
But I, I think you you keep going with him next week when he plays up against the Rams. I mean, yeah, that's a must-win game for him. And, and every game at this point, everybody's who is up at that top tier is playing as if they're in the playoffs already. So that's just got to be the way it is. Some great football games coming up. So, But I will tell you, uh, I was really kind of torn between who I was going to pick. So I, I kind of stuck around, maybe Ronald Jones, but nobody really knows what's going on in Tampa Bay's back, backfield right now. So to me, um, you know, how you supposed to get how you supposed to get how you supposed to do well after showing double digits uh fantasies in past two weeks you go in just past week and you only get six carries like i don't even understand what's up with that so you know i mean i, I just don't understand what's going on in Tampa bay so i'm not gonna stay with ronald jones i'm gonna stay with go with sammy Watkins, goose egg man i mean i was expecting him this week to to put some a little bit more up and if and if he's owned by pretty much everybody in in fantasy right now you expect him maybe to go how does Kansas Kansas City put up 40 points and you know against the Raiders nonetheless and you really kind of question like who who made who got points out of that team this weekend because I mean maybe it's not just Sammy Wyatt I don't know really anybody who really put up a big big number so maybe just hey they spread the ball around real well. So that's just for me, Sammy Watkins, JV, uh expect a little bit more of you, Ronald Jones, you're right there. Uh you gotta play some more. Yeah, I don't know what happened in that uh Chiefs game where I mean I don't know what they were doing. Mahomes didn't have a good game, Tyreek didn't have a good game. It's like nobody really had a good game, but they still rolled them. I mean, I, I don't know how it happened. Uh for me, I don't know that Sammy Watkins is my JV, it could be my JV player because I don't expect much out of him regardless. Uh, I've got him on a, a real deep uh, dynasty league, and he's one of those players that let me down over, over most of the season. I mean, he didn't top uh, his highest output since week one when he went crazy uh, with 64 yards. The rest of the season, he didn't top 64 yards all, all season long. So uh, he wasn't one of those guys that I really counted on for sure. Uh, he was, I think, my sixth receiver on that team. And uh, I was just real wide receiver heavy, and it was a start. I mean, it was start uh, two and five. I mean, it was crazy. Anyways, I had to go real deep with that lineup, so he ended up in my starting lineup. But, I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. It's Sammy Watkins. He's never, you know, ever since that one year where he dropped, where he popped for 1,000 yards, he's been nothing. So uh, I don't know what to ever think about him. Uh, Well, let's get right on down to it. Uh, Let's talk a couple injuries during the – here in our rundown. Uh, the big one this week, and it's everyone. Everyone's going to be talking about. Everyone's going to be keeping an eye on. Dalvin Cook goes down with an AC joint sprain. Um, I was listening to uh, Dr. David Chow on another podcast this morning. I like to listen to him. He's also a great follow on Twitter. If y'all aren't uh, uh, following him, just uh, look up Dr. David Chow. I think it's like the football doc or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but uh, he does a lot of posts about it. And he said he doesn't think it's serious but that it's something to be uh, mindful of. And there's another running back I'm going to talk about in a second that he actually has a differing opinion on. Uh, But uh, he could end up, Dalvin Cook could end up missing this game. And if he does, and you don't have Alexander Madison on your team, I apologize. Not for me, but for you. Because you were the one that ignored us all season long when we said you better have Alexander Madison on a roster somewhere. If he's available, he needs to be on a roster. And now you're looking at, you know, the Damian Williams of, Last year, you know, I don't know if y'all remember Jamal Charles years ago, league winning type uh, players, CJ Anderson last year, uh, guys who can take over in those last two, three weeks and ball out 
uh, from nowhere, and all of a sudden you've got another RB1 on your team that you didn't have to draft in the first three or four rounds. These are guys that you just look to keep, to pick up late. Um, so speaking of Damian Williams, uh, he and uh, Daryl Williams from KC, both of them out. Um, you know, Damian, uh, we don't know what to think about him. Uh, Daryl Williams, I got some more clarity from Dr. Chow uh, this afternoon on that podcast. And they've been calling it a, 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 a hamstring injury. But he was saying that based on the uh, mechanics of it, and this is what he does, he looks at how injuries happen and then kind of assesses what they're, what it could be. And I'm telling you, it's amazing how often he's right just by watching the tape and then coming back and saying what he thinks actually happened. But he thinks there's more, there's a, there's some ligament damage that could have happened to his knee based on how his foot got stuck in the, in the grass and then uh, twisted around. So Darrell Williams for me is one that uh, I don't, I don't project playing. So that just leaves LaShawn McCoy and uh, Darwin Thompson. Um, so there's another deep, deep name for you. Uh, Darwin Thompson is someone to keep an eye on. Uh, and then another guy who is now going to the IR, Kalen Balazs. Yeah, whatever. He's been terrible all year. You know, every opportunity he's gotten, he's been garbage. Uh, but what that does do is open up touches for uh, Patrick Laird. Uh, another kind of guy that you don't trust uh, except in the deepest of leagues. But, you know, I'm in a 16-team league, and fortunately I'm deep enough running back. But I know there's some players in that 18 playoff they're going to need a running back, and they might be reaching for Patrick Laird. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to try and pick him up, and I'm going to drop someone like Chase Edmonds and go ahead and grab him. All right, so I'm I'm going to try and grab him only because one of my strategies during the playoffs, and I can do it a little bit more uh, frequently, is I can work on you know blocking opponents because I've got a little bit more flexibility with my roster. I'm not trying to cover bye weeks. I'm not worried about you know four or five weeks down the road. I'm playing for now, and every week now is a win uh, is a must-win week. So I want high upside, and I want to get it done. And so give me uh, Patrick Laird as just a uh, deep bench player who I can uh, block another play another opponent with. So a couple guys that have missed the last couple weeks, um, and I know people are going to be wondering about them, uh, particularly James Conner. Uh, what do you do with him when he comes back? If he comes back this week. Jeff, what are you doing with James Conner if he comes back this week, man? You know, I said it last week, and I have to keep saying it. Is I, I'm not sure what to do with uh, with with Pittsburgh's running back situation. I mean, even if even if he does come back, do you play him? Do you play Snell? Do you play? You know, I mean, would you, where do you play? I mean, I don't I don't know the duck the duck man uh, seemed to, to to throw the pigskin around pretty good. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of staying away from Pittsburgh altogether, you know, but if he doesn't come back, then, you know, I think we're going to still expect to see about 10 to 10 to 13 points from, from Snell. And, and he might be a safe play if you're only looking to get 10 to 13 points. But if you need something more than that, then I, I would stay, I would stay away from Snell. Yeah. Look in a, in a standard league in a standard league, I think Snell's a great start. You know, if you're not looking for receptions. In a half PPR, he kind of loses some value because he's not involved in the passing game at all. Uh, you know, they bring in Samuels and uh, they work James Washington out, uh, in those short routes as well. So uh, I'm not real confident starting Benny Snell in a in a half point or full point PPR. But in a standard league where, where yards mean more than anything, more than any other format, uh, he's a guy that with that kind of volume, if James Conner is still out, 
he's a reasonable start in that format. Um, if he, if James Conner, James Conner's back, I want nothing to do with any of this backfield because I don't know how they're going to do the splits. They, you know, they, they, every time that James Conner's been given a bell cow opportunity, he's gotten injured. I mean, he's just not built for that kind of play. Um, whether it's the way he runs or just that, uh, you know, he's a little bit injury prone. Either way, I don't think they want to give him 20 touches again. And so you're going to see, and I could see them addressing this. Uh, position in the offseason because they need something. Uh, they've got an offensive line. They've got a solid defense. It could be one of those where they spend a second rounder on a on a, a running back and replace James Conner. Quarterback. Um, well, they, the problem is, Jeff, is that their first pick is going to be middle of the second at earliest, probably late That's second. And there's a lot of quarterbacks. But, so. Yeah, but none are going to make it that far. You know, they'll have they to trade do. up. I mean, you're talking about probably five or six quarterbacks in the first round this year. And then yeah. after that, it gets kind of, man, eh, whatever. Then then you're drafting Mason Rudolph again. And that's know. if five or six teams are looking for a quarterback in the first round. Jeff, there's, yeah. 10, there's 10 or 12 teams. There's 10 or 12 teams looking for a quarterback. And we can discuss a lot of this uh, in a few weeks, but it's a, it's going to be a quarterback needy gr- uh, group of teams out there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't we'll know see. that Pittsburgh is. What, what's that? We'll see. Who said? I said we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we can go over this in another episode. If we lay it out, and I've done it in a couple chats, it's it's needy, needy, needy. So, uh, one more guy, Jordan Howard. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him either. Uh, similar to James Conner, he could come back this week. He could be out two, three more weeks. Uh, but when he's out, there is another player getting opportunity. It's, it's Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders has not been the most productive player on a per-touch uh, basis this year. He's had some big plays. And that's kind of what he can do. He's got some wheels. He's athletic, uh, but he's not a polished runner. And so he misses some holes. He he uh, bounces around a little bit in the backfield. When he gets going, he can really move. And uh, that's put some defenses in some uh, tough spots as far as how they can uh, contain him. Uh, he, may, he took advantage of it this past week, had a nice game. Uh, if Jordan Howard's out again, that's just another sweet matchup against those Giants. Uh, and I would feel comfortable playing Miles Sanders again. Uh, Jeff, are you uh, interested in Darwin Thompson, uh, Patrick Laird? Uh, I know Miles Miles Sanders is, is obviously uh, owned most places, but are any of those players enticing for you, at least as a roster spot and uh, potentially a spot start if you needed to? Yeah, I like what you're saying there a lot about, you know, there's a lot of strategy into the playoffs, you know. So if you're sitting there and you're fine with who you got and you got some guys you can drop at this point, you know, I think there's some good, um, you know, some some good names to pick up. So I'm I'm good with all those things. You're not uh, you're not hurting me by saying those names. I'm, I'm happy with them. That's fair enough. All right, so let's talk about uh, one of these things. And, and again, and I've been drilling it all season long. Uh, on these takeaways that I, uh, from this weekend alone, uh, Dalvin Cook goes down. Alexander Madison looks like he could be a league winner, potentially, depending on how uh, Cook's injury is. What does that mean to everybody? I mean, if you're looking out there, guys, and you're you're looking at your, your roster, you're looking at the, the waiver wire, and you see Tony Pollard, Latavius Murray, Gus Edwards, Darwin Thompson, Raheem Mostert, all these guys, all these guys out there. If you see them out there and you're looking at players like Zach Pascal or 
I, I can come up with a couple names for you because there's some players that are rostered uh, in this le- in some leagues here, and it's I just don't understand it. Sammy Watkins. Uh, uh, Devontae Freeman right now. Who wants Devontae Freeman? This is a guy who's eight and five and in the playoffs. He's got Devontae Freeman. Uh, seven and six. With, let's see who he's got on his. If you're this sitting guy with more than two board. defenses, if you're sitting with more than two tight ends, if you're sitting with three quarterbacks for some reason. Yeah. Look, this guy has Justin Tucker and Greg Zerline. He's got two. Yeah, well, two. I mean, this is these are the kind of guys I feast on in the playoffs because they've got they've got no depth. So when one of their players goes down, they're done. You know. Uh, let's see here. Um, why why is this person holding Matt Stafford? You know, this is another guy, one of my good buddies. He's holding Matt Stafford. He's seven and six. He's in the playoffs. What's Matt Stafford's probably shut down, guys. There's no reason to be holding. It's the this is the ten team league I'm referencing. There's absolutely no reason to hold two quarterbacks in a ten team league. You can always go get another quarterback. Every week you can find two or three quarterbacks that you'd feel really comfortable starting. So that's just silliness. Get these guys that when they get Tony Pollard, if Zeke goes down, game you know game set match. You got yourself another RB one that you didn't have to try and draft early to so you can pair him with the players that you've got already. Latavius Murray, we've seen what he's done with Alvin Kamara out. He's been the better running back of the two as far as starting running backs go. And maybe he fits that that system better, uh, but he's been a monster, and that's a guy who got dropped a bunch in the last few weeks. Uh, but he's he needs to be owned this late in the season. Gus Edwards, you know, Mark Ingram has been uh, pretty good this year, but he's getting lots of opportunity. And guess who steps into that role if if Mark Ingram goes down? It's Gus the bus. So I mean, there's just these players that you've got to keep an eye on. Don't get stuck in. Don't get sucked into holding on to players that you will never feel comfortable starting. Devontae Freeman. I'm not starting Matt Stafford if he comes back in Week 15. Are you guys? Because no way. Uh, Jeff, you mentioned earlier uh, during our pre-show uh, a, a wide receiver that you really uh, are high on over the last few weeks. Tell us about Robert Woods, man. Yeah, so I think Robert Woods is a is a really good. Um, I mean, here's the thing. The last three or four games, he posted double-digit PPR fantasy points. And so, and and then when he played against the Cardinals, he had 19 targets for 172 yards. I mean, that's that is fantastic, you know. So, I think I think he's he he absolutely is the best person to play right now against Seattle um, because it's going to be one of those games. And so, here's another guy. When you look at it and saying, hey, Robert Woods, he had a career game. Can he do it again? Uh, can he put up a big number? I think he can. I know he's owned everywhere, a lot of places. But uh, but if you if you got him and you probably haven't been playing him very much, now's a weekend to play him. you got to play him. So that's, my, that's one of the guys I would say uh, jump in on. Yeah, he's a guy right now you plug and play. He's a must start. Um, I think it's uh, three straight games with – uh, seven catches and 90 plus yards, uh, including this big blow up last week. So um, I feel great about starting Robert Woods. I'd start him over, you know, if Adam Thielen comes back this week, I'd start him over him. I mean, there's a lot of players that are one of those fence guys that you're kind of sitting on. Uh, Tyrell Williams or Robert Woods. Well, that's easily Robert Woods who has picked it up and Tyrell's faded. Uh, you know, he's right there DJ with John Chark. Brown for me. I play him over What's DJ Chark. Uh, DJ Chark. I'm, I'm not. Playing, I, I'm not playing over DJ Chark. I, 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 and I, here's why. Here's why I say DJ Chark. Okay, 
he, two weeks in a row, DJ Chark has had tough, tough weeks. All right. Not even gone over 50 yards. Okay. So people are going to be happy to want to play him against with guard Minshew back. All right. But okay. Look who they're playing. They're playing the chargers. Okay. The chargers haven't, haven't had a receiver uh, since week seven, haven't had a receiver to exceed 67 yards receiving. So, and only one receiver, only one receiver since week seven has scored a touchdown. So I'm kind of pointing out as a matchup thing here, why Chark is a guy. Yeah. I mean, I got some other people out there that I would play. I would play Robert Woods over. That would be Marquise Brown, uh, Will Fuller, uh, guys like that. Like I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing uh, Robert Woods over those guys all day long. So. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I'm playing him over obviously Jamison Crowder even in PPR. Uh, I'm playing him over. Ooh, uh, that's a Miami uh, matchup. Oh, but I know, I know, but it's Miami matchup. Oh, well, I don't care. We, yeah, but I'm just saying, I think Darnold's going to come back. So we'll see. I think he's yeah, going to have I mean, another I like Darnold, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that's why I brought up Jamison Crowder because he has been pretty good this year, but yeah. uh, Robert Woods has just been on fire, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk about a guy who's uh who's coming out of out of nowhere. You know, he's got he had that early season injury. Uh, he's not really coming out of nowhere, nowhere, but he's one of those guys that we talked about picking up because he was available everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. grabbed him everywhere I could. Darius Geis. Um, he's look. All right, here's one thing to keep an eye on, guys, and and I still don't know if I feel comfortable starting him this week. He had a great game this past week. I think it was 129, two touchdowns or something like that. Uh, but the only thing is – 12 carries. 12 carries. That's yeah, over right, 10 right. yards well, a carry. That's, yeah. You know? All right, Jeff, here's my problem with that is I'm still a volume guy. I still want to see volume. And 12 carries yep. is not it. He was actually third on the team in running back snaps. Peterson and Thompson both out-snapped him in that game. Uh, now, he, he was very efficient, but he's just not on the field a bunch. And that's something to keep, you know to be concerned with. I want to see more volume. And in a in a league where I have him, and I've got a couple of the guys, I've got Joe Mixon and Lev Bell. I'm still starting those guys over Darius Geis because I don't I know that they're going to get 16, 17 touches a week. I just don't know that Darius Geis is going to get more than 10 or 12. And I'm not counting on an 11 yard carry. <clears throat> Was that? So- Here's the thing against the Packers, right? So that's that's the play. It's a play against the Packers. Now, who between Peterson and guys catches more balls? Guys does. So neither of them. Between the two, who catches more balls? Jeff. Guys does. Who brings that? Jeff, you, you can eliminate both of those. You can eliminate both of those and just say Chris Thompson because neither of them catch the ball. I mean, they're neither of them are polished receivers. Uh, I, I don't want. I mean. What are you you talking about one or two catches? That's not going to get him on the field. You know, Chris, this is this is a, a textbook Chris Thompson uh, situation where you got a, a team where we're presuming they're going to be playing from behind. Um, there, it's not going to be one of those where they get 25, 30 carries from the running back. They're going to be throwing, dumping the ball off, etc. cetera. Uh, Haskins is still under fire. He's he's still not good. I mean, that's just reality of it. Uh, and so I think that. You're still trying to figure out that offense. And uh, Darius Geis obviously took advantage of his uh, opportunities when he had them. But I don't foresee him being in the same situation this next week uh, going against a Green Bay team that has played really well against the run. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers proponent at this point in his career. But in that matchup, I think that 
he's probably going to be playing from a you know, 10, 14 point lead most of the game, which puts Darius Geis off the field in favor of uh, a Chris Thompson like player. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm out on Darius Geis as a, uh, as a lock and loaded player this week. If you've got to play him, that's fine. But I'm hoping if you've got to the playoffs now that you've got better options. Hopefully Alexander Madison. Just saying. Uh, that is my situation in the league. And thank goodness. We'll see if I, we'll see if I get to play him. Uh, speaking of getting to play some guys, let's talk about some streamers, Jeff. Uh, these are the players now, you know, I know you guys have already gone through waivers. Most of you, by the time you're hearing this, uh, picking it up on Wednesday morning on your way to, to work or whatever, because we're dropping it a day late. Um, you know, real life, real world stuff happens, and and both of us have crazy schedules. Uh, so we're recording on Tuesday night. But what you can do is you can take advantage of some of these streamer options, uh, players that are going to be available um, and ha- have been available for a while now. Uh, let's start at QB, Jeff. I got three players. I'm gonna run them off, and let's let's talk about them. So Ryan Fitzpatrick versus the Jets, Jared Goff versus Seattle, and Ryan Tannehill versus Oakland. Um, Let's hear. Uh, what What do you think about those three? And uh, are you are you comfortable playing any of them in a must win situation this week? Ooh. Um, okay. So um, let's go. Let's go. Let's start with the middle. Let's go start with where I went wrong last week. Okay. I went. I told you last week. I did not see Jared Goff. Uh, having, I, I didn't agree. I didn't think Jared Goff was going to have a good week. I just didn't trust him. And then he goes off against Arizona, obviously. So I was wrong. So I'm going to go uh, against Seattle and say, uh, give give him a shot. <laughs> so give, give him the shot, okay? Um, Ryan Tannehill, I was big on him last week, uh, and 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 then he obviously performed. So um, I, I'd say stay with Ryan Tannehill. Um, and then I will say this, uh, you know, so I was obviously wrong on Nick Foles last week too. Uh, we both were, uh, yep. so, you know, we were wrong on that one, but we did get Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz right on, on some streamers, um, out there. Um, but I will not go as far as to say that you should stream Ryan, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick because he plays for Miami. Other than that, uh, yeah, I'm good with Jared Goff and Ryan Stanley. Stick it. Stay true look, to my word, bro. Stay true to my word. Look, Jeff. Uh, let me give you his. Let me give you Fitzpatrick's last five. I, I'm only. I'm only doing that to set you up because you love talking about Miami. So go ahead. I do. You know, hey, they're a volume passing game because they, they can't run and they're playing from behind. That's what it comes down to. Philly, of course. I mean, he he blasted Philly, 365 and three touchdowns against yep. Cleveland. 214 and two touchdowns. Yeah. Buffalo, he had 320. He had 323. He didn't get any touchdowns. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. He didn't get any touchdowns, but he hit the 300 yard bonus, which most of us have in lower leagues, which is nice. Uh, Indy, he had a crap game. You know, 169. Uh, he had a, t- a rushing touchdown, but other than that. And then the Jets, 288 and three touchdowns. Jeff, who's, who's he got coming in this week? Or who, where's he going this week? Because he's going to be at, at the Jets. Look, if I can get 250 and two from him, I'm happy as a streaming quarterback. He put up 288 and three against the Jets in Week Nine. So I, I mean, there's there's definitely opportunity there. They're terrible. They I don't know. Jet, no, wait, 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 wait. You, if you go back and, re- and listen to just the recording where it says, "What does Justin say about the Jets?" 
I literally think it would go up, down, up, down. Because what what team are we playing? Are we playing the Jets versus the Cowboys? Right? Are we playing oh, no, the Jets I, versus I the never said, you, No, you will not. You can go back and hit the recordings. I never said the Jets were good. I absolutely never said that. You said I Sam said, Darnold was good. I, I said Sam Darnold. Sam Jameson Crowder was good. I didn't say the Jets were good, though. Their defense is atrocious. I didn't say I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, you, I've, you, I've said you all big on Jets players. You big on Jets players. So. But not on the defense, Jeff. I never. I've been. I've been saying start players against the Jets defense all year round. I mean, this is silly. Don't don't try to put words in my mouth, Holmes, because that ain't gonna work. Yeah, Ooh. I am high on some uh, Jets offensive players. They're gonna be playing from behind. They're gonna have to score. You know, because their defense is so bad. It's not like they can play the like Tennessee does, where they grind out 20 points and win a game. That's not happening. They're going to be putting up points, or they're going to get blown out. Uh, at this point in the game, you know, getting getting that six for 65 from AJ Brown or something is not going to help you. We're trying to score the max points. You know, all right. So let's let's get no, off. I'm gonna I, run I, off. I say this. I say look at your look at some games that where I'm kind of breaking it up. Okay. So is it? And just go to the last two weeks, right? What did they do against Oakland? At home. You tell me. Go ahead, they Jeff. won 34 to 3. Okay? And then yeah. last week they go to Cincinnati. We all thought that Cincinnati was going to lose against the Jets, all right? Uh, simply because they were coming off of three win, three game wins. And they beat Washington, you know, 34-17. So this is three weeks in a row where they scored 34 points. And what do they do? They can only get six points against Cincinnati because they didn't show up. So – I'm just trying to say is that coming off three games where they beat New York, Washington, Oakland, I mean, this is a great matchup for them because they would have beat Cincinnati and Miami. You want to talk about a team that would have had five wins going into Baltimore, which they were going to lose, and Pitt, they were going to lose, and Buffalo, they were going to lose. But they had, had right in the middle of the season, could have had five wins. Sure. And so nope. they already played Miami, right? And they lost to Miami 26-18. That was the first 0-17 team that they had lost to. Now they lose to Cincinnati right. and other Wednesday. State. So based on that, I think Miami's got their number. I'm okay with what you're saying. But I will tell you, I just don't know what, Jay, uh, what team's going to show up. I mean, you know. Look, I just, they, played, they played one good game against the, against the Raiders. Other than that, they didn't play that great. I mean, but I said, they've had some significant injuries on that defense as well. You know, CJ Mosley, Jamal Adams, yeah, yeah. Who cares? We're not talking about some injuries. All we're talking about is how bad their defense is. Start Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys. If you need a quarterback and you're rolling out there, start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let me go off on a, on a small tangent, Jeff, and it's this. All right, during the season, you want to you wanna stabilize your team. You want to get players that are going to score. You know, you're trying to get that. 100-point week, 115-point, whatever it is, in half-point PPR. You're trying to get those because, uh, like uh, Matthew Barry has said, if your team the, – the average team scores 96. So if you're scoring more than that, and that's in a standard, so in a half-point PPR, it's somewhere around 115. If your team is scoring 115, you're usually winning. Well, that's great in the regular season where you're trying to score – if you're scoring five points above average, you're going to end up going seven and six, eight and five, getting in the playoffs. But in the playoffs – you don't want to score that. You want to score 130, 140 points, and you want to try and maximize your scoring because it's a it's a winner go home. If you if you score 110 and someone scores 115, you lost. 
with your average week. We don't want average weeks anymore. We want to maximize what we can do here. And so what I'm saying is I don't want to play the player that's going to get me, you know, 200 and one touchdown, that kind of thing. I want to look for the upside. And Fitzpatrick, Goff, and Tannehill all have big upside in their matchups. Um, we've seen. Well, here, here's a question for you, okay? Yep. Ten, uh, Fitzpatrick, all right, or, yep. or, or Carson Owens? Uh, who's Philly playing this week? Give it to me. Oh, the Giants. Giants. Yeah, I'll still take Carson Wentz against the Giants. I will. Um, and I don't feel great about that. He's been on a roller coaster lately, so that's why. Oh, I know. He, he ain't the Carson Wentz in the first part of the season. He, he's kind you of. No, actually, his... I'm looking at his game log, Jeff. I'm looking at Carson Wentz game log. No, give me give me Fitzpatrick. Because this is the guy Wentz until last week. He had only one touchdown in five straight games. Yep. He hadn't he hadn't topped 256 yards. Well, no, you're right. You're you know I mean not that you're right, but you're bringing up a good name, and I'll say Fitzpatrick over Carson Wentz, and that's the kind of thing where you need to evaluate. Don't just go by the name, and that's what I did. I went by the name. I looked up this game log, looked at how he's playing, and went, wait a minute, his name doesn't carry as much value right now, and so yeah, that's the kind you know, give me Fitzpatrick. I don't think that I don't even think that's that close to be honest. We had a good week against Miami. Just saying. Yep. So yeah, one one good week, Jeff. No, no, Five no. Bad weeks. Just point uh-huh. it out. He had a great week because he got he got Alshon Jeffrey back, right? So that's kind of the point. Is that I think I threw a stat out there last week to everybody about about the Eagles not having a wide receiver that has caught a touchdown pass since like week five, and then Alshon Jeffrey goes out there and catches one this week and has let a break. Me, let me ask you one, Jeff. How yeah. about uh, Jacoby Brissett or Fitzpatrick? Uh, I don't. Set, I don't have, I, 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 I've stayed clear of Jacob Brissett all season. So let me let me for my for the listeners out there. Uh, I'd have to look up Brissett real quick and see, just like you did with uh, Wentz. But yeah. Jeez. Uh, I know. Uh huh. But I don't. Once you pull it up, you're gonna be. Oh wait. Game log, right? Kind of the yeah. same situation, right? Uh, it's ugly. Because he, he had, I mean, you're talking about, yeah, he got, he got, so he got hurt in the pit game, right? Yeah, right, right. We'll throw out the pit game. Throw out the throw pit out game. The but pit other game. than that, okay. since the so, gate, what's he done? Three of those five, th- four of the last five games, uh, and you could, yeah, four of the last five games, we're throwing out the pit game. He didn't even yeah. throw. He didn't even complete 20 passes. He barely completed right. 15 passes. Okay. Right, right. And so, and he only went over 200 yards once. Um, no, so, I'm sorry, twice. He went 202 in, right. in against Whatever. them. Yeah, and he has two touchdowns in that span. Um, you're not gonna get to to say it, but I'm gonna go with the other guy. So I, I'm staying away from Brissett. Yeah, so, exactly. I'm going with somebody and, different. I'm going to go with one of those well, other two quarterbacks we talked about, all right? So that's that's what I'm going with. We're going to talk about Jared Goff or Ryan Tannehill. That's what I'm going with. There, boom. That's fine. All I want to say is, uh, you know, you're going to look at these matchups, and you're going to think, oh, I can stream Jacoby Brissett, or I can stream Carson Wentz because they have these great matchups. But also look at how they're playing because they're not playing all that great, certainly not consistently. 
versus these guys that we listed who, you know, with their when they have good matchups, have really blown up. Um, and Tannehill has been great. I mean, not great. Let me let me rephrase. Tannehill has been very good since he took over for Mariota. Uh, he's not obviously a top five he's quarterback, exactly, in the league, but he's exactly what Mike Vrabel needs. I mean, he's a solid player. He doesn't turn the ball over a bunch. I mean, right. it, it's just it's a very good match made in heaven kind of thing for yep. that team. For that, that team, where, yep. Right, where he just goes out there and and uh, protects the football. And I mean, he's got four interceptions in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. So four interceptions in seven games. That's pretty good. You know, that's what a pace for about nine or ten interceptions on a season. If I if my starting quarterback only throws nine picks all season long, I'm happy. You know, yep. so same situation. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some tight ends, Jeff. Uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, Tyler Higby blew up against Arizona. All right, now it's not as good a matchup this week because Arizona is his is just historically bad. But Seattle's the fourth worst against tight ends, and now they're rolling in and they're going to play. Uh, the Rams are going to play Seattle, so he's still a start for us. Uh, Gerald Everett did not play, which freed up. It was perfect. And if you were paying attention Sunday morning, you pivoted off of or I guess it was Saturday, whatever it was, you pivoted off of Gerald Everett, went right to Tyler Higby, and you sealed the deal with that one. Uh, I did. It was beautiful. I started them all over the place. Or you just listened to me when I talked last week, and you would have seen that Tyler Higby was the guy to go get, and you ain't got it because I literally said that last week. So for all you out there, yeah, it was got, like, oh, just saying. So you, I said he outstanding. You got lucky that Everett got hurt. Verbatim, I said he, he looked like he got hurt in that game. He Tyler Higby out snapped Everett 38 snaps to 17. I said that verbatim. Go back, play the tape. And I said, Tyler, Tyler Higby, not Gerald Everett. Don't go with Gerald Everett this week. And you know what? I went with Gerald Everett. I I went with Tyler Higby and I wound up paying off as well. So, and I played Tyler Higby everywhere. I I was, I played him on DraftKings. I played him in, in leagues I needed to win and it was beautiful. I mean, I had a lovely week with Tyler Higby. He and I danced at the prom. It was, it was great. I mean, and Waller, we Waller had a rebound week. week, so you can't hate me on that one neither. So there's another one. I haven't just been. I've been the tight end whisperer this week, this year. So whatever. You, that's. I'm just saying. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give myself accolades uh, because it's a bye week for me, and I don't really care. Uh, and I'm the tight end all whisperer. Right, so, well, all right. So let's talk about someone who's not on a bye this week and uh, who's got that lovely, beautiful matchup against Arizona. Uh, Vance McDonald. You know, someone who has not been a player that you want to play on, uh, that you want to count on all season. But give me all the Vance. Let's do the Vance dance. I'll go back to the prom with him. Uh, I'll go to prom every week with the with whoever's playing Arizona. And guys, by the way, Higby plays Arizona again in a couple weeks. So don't drop him. Do not drop Higby. Hold on to him. You know, he could be that second tight end, even if you don't start him. Even if you got Darren Waller and you want to start Darren Waller this week over Tyler Higby, whatever it is. I benched Darren Waller straight up for Tyler Higby this week, and it paid off beautifully. I'll do it again in a few weeks when they play. I mean, it would do. They paid off a little bit. I mean, this is like you did, you know, you got some other dude. Look, listen, look, the, the car, Justin's right, all right? The Cardinals have allowed more touchdowns to tight ends than actual games that they've played in. So, you know, it's, and, and you don't normally see that uh, in fantasy football stats. So I just want to point that up is that um, no team allows more fantasy points in, than Arizona. And, yeah, you look. know, it, it's crazy if you even compare the next closest team, which I don't even know what it is. But, um, you know, 
as far as fantasy points go, it's 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 Arizona play Vance McDonald, especially uh, with uh, with the Duck uh, playing the way he's playing. I, hey, I think that's the that's the future backup right there for for uh, for those guys. I mean, I know what we said last week, but I'm saying it again. Duck is the way to go. So yeah, look, basically, if you play the tight end play in Arizona, you have 2011 Rob Gronkowski. That's what you have. Yep. I mean, it's silly, you know. Uh, by the way, I looked, guys. Tyler Higby and the Rams play Arizona again in Week 17. So actually, ah. he that you know most of us aren't playing Week 17 uh, championship games. If you are playing Week 17 championship games in the off season, it, you need to address that with your commissioner and change that. Do not play Week 17 championship games. Do not do it. But anyways, if you are, then there's something to keep an eye on. But other than that. I want to I want to step back on that one because I, he's not worth holding if you've got a stud tight end past this week. Now I still like Higby against Seattle this week, so I'm not dropping him this week, but he can hit the waiver wire after this week. Uh, one more, and Jeff, you had a really good stat for Ryan Griffin against Miami. Uh, tell me about that one. So the Dolphins uh, have either allowed 90 receiving yards or a touchdown to a tight end in three straight games. Um, so, and you look at who their matchups have been and, you know, there's some pretty decent tight ends out there. So, you know, I, my thing is, is that um, Ryan Griffin, we've, we've dropped his name. Uh, this will be two weeks in a row. Now we, we said Ryan Griffin versus Cincinnati. I know that didn't work out so, so hot, but you know, nobody showed up for that game. Uh, maybe they were the only ones who didn't say they had the flu when they really had the flu. But I will say Ryan Griffin is definitely a tight end. We're saying again, because I think, no, this is three weeks in a row. We're now that we're saying Ryan Griffin. And that's right. all because of this Herndon injury. Um, so, and Ryan Griffin paid off three weeks ago. He didn't pay off this past week because it was Cincinnati, but we got him a third week in a row on our streamers. And that's because he's playing uh, Miami, and this is why. We backed him up by stats this time, and that's Miami. Just is either giving up a nearly 100-yard receiver or a touchdown, which is going to get you 10 fantasy points, and that's a happy day for a tight end uh, in these days. So just say Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and, and this is another one, that, just a spot start this week, because then he's got Baltimore and Pittsburgh in 15 and 16. So after that, he'll somebody else. Huh? Drop him. Yeah, exactly. After that, drop him, let somebody else pick him up and play him. Uh, and you can capitalize and maybe uh, beat them in the playoffs. So, uh, All right, let's talk about defenses really quick. Um, it's going to involve some uh, rookie uh, some rookie quarterbacks and matchups against them. So the Packers against the Washington Foreskins. Uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins is still not good. I don't care. He's still not good. The Packers have been really good. Uh, they can get to the quarterback. Um Haskins tends to turn the ball over. It just is it's the kind of nature of his game. He's still very raw. Uh he may never be an NFL quarterback, that's my opinion. Um, but even if he is, it ain't this year. So uh the Texans versus Denver. I had this discussion with someone in a chat and it was terrible. Drew Locke was bad. He was averaging like five yards and change an attempt. I mean, it, it, he had the he had a really good first drive. And then he had a short field for a second touchdown. It was 18 yards. And after that, I think he had like three first downs the rest of the game as a team. I mean, it was silly what they didn't do. Uh, that Texas defense is going to be all over him. So uh, start that Texas defense against uh, Drew Locke. I think they're probably going to be a little bit un- underrated on DraftKings, and I can't wait to play them there uh, because 
and I have not looked at prices this week, but uh, Drew Locke is not good. And then uh, the Chargers versus Jacksonville. You know, Minshew Mania is back, and I think that Jacksonville could score some points, but what they don't do is protect the ball. Uh, he fumbles like crazy, and he had another one this past week. He puts the ball on the ground. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if he just has some serious ball security issues, um, but I could see a pick and a fumble right there, and then you get those points. Maybe you get one returned, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so I think the Chargers can capitalize on that. And then someone who should, who's playing like a uh, rookie quarterback for most of the season. He's kind of turned up a little bit lately, uh, but the Cowboys versus Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. Um, I still don't have any confidence in the Bears. Uh, the Cowboys defense is still playing pretty well. Uh, not great, but well enough. And, uh, you know, there's always that chance that Trubisky throws up three or four interceptions. And you see Chase Daniels in the, in the fourth quarter because they've gone desperation mode. And they're down, you know, four scores at that point. So, uh, you know, Chicago can bury themselves with a bad Trubisky game. So they're always an option to be played against as a defense. Yeah, let me throw something out there that's really interesting, okay? So so at the start of the season, or let's say midway of the season, and you, and you like, had to pick, and you had the Bears defense, the Bills defense, the Patriots defense, and the 49ers defense. And you were like, yeah, I'd take any of I'd take any of those. I'd be happy with with any four of those any week. I'm not sitting the uh, the the Patriots. I'm not sitting the Bills. But now you get to this week, the first week of the playoffs, and you got the Bears playing Dallas, right? Who is whose life is literally on the line. The coach is literally on the line, right? I'm not playing Bears. No way against Dallas, okay? The Bills. Oh no, right against yeah. the MVP. Dallas, uh, Baltimore, uh, and Lamar Jackson. No way I'm nope. playing Bills. Nope. Okay, you got Patriots playing Kansas City. No way I'm playing against Pat Mahomes. I don't even know who scores points on that team, and somehow they got 40 points. All right, so I'm not playing Patriots defense, especially because they got exposed, and they I think they might be a little bit in trouble. The headlines right now go uh, Brady getting questioned. You know, so I mean, there's a little bit going on there. And now you got the 49ers playing New Orleans. I know you got a uh, situation, you know, I know how you feel about that one, but out of those matchups, you know, you just really can't question because it it's in the dome. So there's a little bit going against their favor. Um, and we already seen how they play when they have to go across country. So, I mean, there's a little bit, some issues there. I mean, I just, I don't like any of those matchups. And those are guys a couple weeks ago, I'd be like, got them, I got my defense, I'm locked in. So that's why Justin's telling you a couple guys, and that's when he says Titans defense. You know, and he was saying uh, um, the Eagles defense. So not the Eagles. Um, who is it you were throwing out there? Packers, Chargers, yeah. Texans are probably three this week. If I yeah. really want to get. And you know, and the other one I throw out there um, is is I think it, it may be a chance to uh, to throw the Steelers defense out there. Um, you know, they've gotten. They've averaged uh, 13 over 13 fantasy points um, with with 10 plus almost all but one game, and they're playing Arizona, and Arizona is yeah. like um, uh, that that offense they got there is kind of kind of kind of fell flat, um, and and I think I don't think Kyler Murray has passed for over 200 yards in in the last few games, so you know I think that yeah, might be. Yeah. A decent the situation. Is, yeah. The only thing is, 
they're they're 85% owned, almost 86% owned. So, I mean, it's just one of those things yeah. where you're not going to start them because they're, they're owned everywhere. You're right. And, and again, we're just, I was just kind of throwing something out there. I think, but, but here's other teams I was just kind of pointing out. Like when I say the Bears, the Bills, the Patriots, the 49ers, right? All own 100%, right? And I'm not yeah, playing. Sure. I'm not playing. Them. So, see. I so I'm trying to name, anyone except I mean, I'm trying to name defense. some defenses that while they might not be owned, you know, or while they might be owned, these are good defenses to play. And I, if, you, if you're sitting there with the Steelers or the 49ers, who are you playing this week? I, I I'd be hard pressed to sit the 49ers because are, I've seen right? teams. Huh? But the Steelers are playing the 40. Uh, the, like you, this kind of goes back to your same conversation you had about playing Fitzpatrick and over Carson Wentz. You know, you got to look at this matchup, and I think the matchup against the Arizona well, is a better matchup for the Steelers. Well, the difference than is Jeff. The 49ers. difference is Jeff is that the difference is is that Carson Wentz hasn't performed, whereas the 49ers defense has just been rolling everybody. No. I mean, That's not what I'm saying. Well. No, no, no. You're comparing apples and oranges here. What I'm saying is no, Carson, Wentz Jeff, Carson Wentz hasn't performed, but the Steelers' defense has. That's Jeff, the difference between what I'm saying. No, listen. You're comparing apples and oranges because you're comparing the 49ers' defense to Carson Wentz and saying they both have – you know, they both the, – the, I just don't care about Carson Wentz because he hasn't performed. I'll bench him for a streamer. But I'm not benching the 49ers defense for a streamer because I've seen them do it against everybody. You know, they've just been dominant all season long. Uh, and you know, Granted, they didn't score a ton against the, the Ravens, but they also didn't allow the Ravens to go nuts on them like the Ravens have done to everybody else. You know, uh, I just I think that they can get to Drew Brees. I think they can get several sacks against Drew Brees. They may not win that game. I don't know if they will or not. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of games that they – there's a lot of games we thought they wouldn't win, Packers, uh, where they just completely dominated and yeah. turned them into, you know, their whipping boy. So I'm Vegas, still very Vegas has it like a like a three point spread, New Orleans, but which means it's basically uh, a coin flip since a home right. team is in New Orleans. Yep, because home team gets three, so that's yeah. basically right. Um, and I don't know, I I think that the 49ers, and I hate to say it because boy, those are some of the most obnoxious fans. Uh, and I've been so glad that they have been yes. buried for so long, but they they're legit, you know, they're legit. And it's not it's yeah. not the quarterback play, it's not the offense, it's that defense carrying them for sure. So yeah, I, I just really I'm I'm really kind of see. I think they got tested last week, they get tested this week, and they get tested against Seattle again. I think this is really the stretch where I mean you don't win if you go if you go two and three. If or if you go one and three, uh, I think you have to ask really are they are they the team that's made out to to carry the carry the rocket to the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Uh, well, they had they had a really good game against Seattle in that first game. They had four turnovers, scored a touchdown. You know, yep. so it wasn't it was just a product of the offense being that bad. Yep. Uh, yep. Green Bay, they uh, they shut down completely. Um, Green Bay just did not play well at all this year against California teams. So is what, what I'm trying to point out. Yeah, no, I mean, I just I don't see but two games on here. Really, honestly, just one bad game. That first game against Arizona. They've gotten turnovers in every other game. Uh, they get to the, the quarterback. Uh, they get sacks. Uh, besides that one game against Arizona in week nine, They've been startable every in every matchup, and I feel good about going again 
for the next three weeks. You know, New Orleans, Atlanta, the Rams, give them to me. Yeah, right, well, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying drop them. I'm saying I don't know that I would pick them this week when I, I if I had well, to, between them. You wouldn't pick, would pick them because you think the Saints are, are uh, God's gift. And I'm just yeah. here to tell you that, uh, you know, they, they're not infallible by any means. So I just uh, say I don't know what Saints team I'm going to get. That's all I'm, I'm trying to say. I don't know what Saints team I'm going to get. Know, but I think we know which 49ers team. We're, I think we know which 49ers defense we're going to get. And that's the, that's the, the thing that I count on. All right, man. Well, look, let me knock this out because uh, I honestly have more work to do. I've got to go and tile a kitchen floor tonight, and I've got to get a run in. So uh, I'm ready to get off of here, man. Um, get this done and get some rest. Uh, I've got a, I got one more waiver wire running tonight, so I need to take a look at that as well. It's time to get going, man. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Let's do this. So, anyways, uh, let's check out of here, Jeff. Tell tell the fine folks where we can where they can find us, and uh, let's skip this joint. So I won't be checking in much because I'm on the bye, uh, if I haven't mentioned that already. Uh, but you can hit us up at the Rundown FF Pod, and uh, and I will come back next week to tell y'all how fantastic how fantastic it is to uh, to play on bye weeks uh, and, and watch. Uh, and hopefully I can hear you guys throwing out some things, uh, and and you guys can comment. Hey, you know, Justin and I did some things unique tonight that we hadn't been doing a lot, and it's like, what if this guy versus that guy? Uh, and and that's kind of where we are right now because we really want to spend this time in the playoffs throwing some strategy out there like justin did was saying go grab players just to stash them to hurt your other opponents but also at the same time is look at these real close matchups now's the time to be really choosing carson Wentz or ryan fitzpatrick you know and stuff like that so think about it do the math this is the week that's going to earn you money or it's, it's the week that you're going to be falling flat and the whole season was off or not so there you go yeah and look let me bring up an example, and it's it's from two weeks ago, week 12. I was playing a guy, and I need it was a must-win situation, 16-team league. And uh, waivers come around, and this guy didn't have a quarterback. He had Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes. They were both on by that week. Uh, so you know what I did? I walked out there and grabbed the only two sorry quarterbacks there were. It was like Patrick Le- – or it was uh, uh, Ryan Finley. And uh, I can't remember who else. Anyways, I ended up dropping them Sunday morning because I didn't need them anymore. But you darn right, I went in there, grabbed them, made sure that dude had to start Chase Daniel, who, by the way, didn't play that week. He scored a zero on his quarterback. I won, and I won the next week, rolled over my boy Trey, and now I'm in the playoffs rocking and rolling ready to do this thing. So that's the kind of thing you can look forward to, especially in those deep leagues where, you know, it can be tense. And when when people are rostering too many of one player like quarterback, I'm only have I only have one quarterback. That means that of the other 15 teams out there, everyone's rostering two or three. Some of them are rostering four quarterbacks. I mean, it's silly. So nope. take advantage of that situation. Uh, if you see it happening where your player, your opponent has a player go down and the player that they, that they could replace them with is on the waiver wire, here's your opportunity. Go grab them. Make sure you stump your player, your opponent, and uh, get that W, man. Let's do this. Anyways. All right, so catch us on uh, everywhere you can find podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. Tell your friends. I know you don't want to tell your league mates, but hey, look, I know you like the little edge that we give you. Um, but I mean, we would love to have more listeners out here. We want to we want to hear feedback from you guys. So go ahead and leave us a, a rating review. Uh, drop a couple words about how you enjoy it, what you what you want to hear more of, etc. So, anyways, we'd love to read those. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. 
And remember, together we run this. We'll catch you next week.